This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Recruiting Every Second. I am your host, Blaine Gilmer, and so excited to be bringing you SEC football recruiting news and notes today. This is the show on the Believe Podcast Network that covers everything and all things SEC football recruiting related. And even though it is a dead period right now and recruiting that does not mean that things still aren't going on just because the coaches can't exactly have contact with some of these players it is still up and rolling right now and no bigger announcement than Walter Nolan last night the number one ranked defensive tackle by rivals Walter Nolan, a five-star out of Powell, Tennessee now. as He moved, he has moved from the Memphis area. He went to a private school in the Memphis area and has now transferred to Powell High School, which is right outside of Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tennessee did make the top three for Walter Nolan. Of course, also Texas A&M, who they were able to get Walter's last visit in the month of July. And the Aggies have now jumped into the top three in the Georgia Bulldogs. Somewhat surprisingly, Georgia is able to surpass Florida in the top three. Many people were expecting that Walter Nolan at even one point was going to commit to Florida after saying he was going to shut down his recruitment right after making a visit to Florida. But those are the top three right now for Walter Nolan. You see Texas A&M, Tennessee, and Georgia. So two out, two out of those three, A&M and Georgia, leads me in to what we're going to be talking about today, some emerging recruiting rivalries in the SEC. We're going to be talking about Texas A&M and Georgia. We're going to talk, be talking about Kentucky and Tennessee. We're going to be talking about Auburn and Arkansas, and even one that goes outside the SEC but is still located in the southeast, South Carolina and Georgia Tech. So we have a lot to, to hit on here, but I wanted to first thank our sponsor, as always, Bet Online. Guys, it is that time of year. Football is about to get cranked up. If you like to make things a little bit more interesting, you know, being able to wager on some games, or if you just like to use the knowledge of the, the lines, the betting odds, things like that to uh, help you make decisions for things like fantasy football. Uh, predictions for a pool in your office, different stuff like that. You can go to bet online 
and they will be able to help you out with all that. If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures, or for who you think will win the national championship, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today to use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus. Yes, that's right. You Whatever you put in, 50% welcome bonus added on to your deposit. So before the next big game, head over to Bet Online and start betting today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And as always, we're thankful for Bet Online sponsoring this show on the Believe Podcast Network. And we are now going to be talking about Georgia and Texas A&M. Probably one of the more heated rivalries that has come about in this class of 2022, especially a lot of that has to do with Jimbo Fisher taking two assistants from the University of Georgia, Nick Williams and Bryant Gross Armiento, Coach BGA, as he's called. He followed Nick Williams over there. Nick Williams was a graduate assistant at the University of Georgia, now a defensive analyst at Texas A&M, but there are many prospects that Texas A&M and Georgia are kind of going to the map for here in the class of 2022 and the reason they're becoming big-time recruiting rivals. First, as I've already mentioned, Walter Nolan has Georgia and Texas A&M now in his top three that he just uh, released last night. And also, Dayon Bowie was committed to Georgia earlier in this in this cycle, a, a young man from Bainbridge, Georgia, which is the hometown of Georgia head coach, Kirby Smart. Also, it's the hometown of Nick Williams, who was hired away from Georgia, like I said, by Jimbo Fisher to come to Texas A&M. Nick, uh, Nick Williams has subsequently, right after getting hired by Texas A&M, was able to convince Dayon Bowie and Bear Alexander, Keithian Bear Alexander, both who were committed to Georgia at the time, to visit Texas A&M. And after their visit back in June, the beginning of June, they both subsequently decommitted. Now, Dayon Bowie is committed to Texas A&M, and that's a big deal because, you know, once Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M, especially with Oklahoma and Texas coming on board in the SEC probably sooner rather than later, it's going to mean that Texas A&M is going to have to fight really hard with some of those prospects there in the state of state of Texas and Oklahoma as always. So if they can extend their recruiting reach and their map and get into the South Georgia area, which is loaded with talent and just tremendously athletic guys, that is big for a program like a Texas A&M. So you have Dayon Bowie, who's now committed. That was and Georgia is going to continue to fight for Dayon Bowie. So they're going to try to flip him back. So. Who knows what happens by the end of this class, but Dayon Bowie's one. So you have Walter Nolan, Dayon Bowie, Bear Alexander, as I mentioned, who is another top defensive tackle in the class of 2022. And Georgia really needs one of those two um, because they're losing Jordan Davis. They're losing who is just an absolute just run stopper, huge plug centerpiece there in the defense for Dan Lannon and Kirby Smart at Georgia. So they're losing him. To the NFL after this season, more likely than not, Devontae Wyatt will be out of eligibility. Julian Rochester will be out of eligibility. So de- Georgia definitely needs a true nose guard, a big run stopper, a guy who can be the anchor in the middle and either Walter Nolan or Bear Alexander is where they're looking to. But Bear Alexander had a, like I said, a really strong relationship 
with Nick Williams as well. Then you have Julian Humphrey. Why not put Julian Humphrey on here? He, some people may say, isn't he committed to Florida? Yes, a four-star cornerback that runs a 4-3-7-40 is very, very athletic. Um, but both Georgia and Texas A&M were able to get him on campus in the month of June. And Julian Humphrey, he's a Houston native, so Texas A&M obviously has some inroads there with him being a, a Texan himself. But University of Georgia has some depth issues in the secondary. They, they, they were gutted last year, losing five defensive backs to the NFL, either through four through the draft and one through undrafted free agency. And anytime that happens, you're going to have a little uh, dearth in your, in your depth chart there, you know, a little dip. And Georgia is really selling the fact that they produce pros to Julian Humphrey. And then secondly, that Julian Humphrey will have an opportunity to make an impact early. Texas A&M also has a very experienced secondary this year. They're probably going to lose a lot of guys to the pro ranks, so they'll be able to sell that uh, in some form or fashion to Julian Humphrey as well. So a commitment, a commit to Florida, Julian Humphrey uh, has a, a battle going on between Texas A&M and Georgia, even though he's already committed to Florida right now. I think there is a big chance that Julian Humphrey could decommit and go to one of those programs, either the Aggies or the Bulldogs, and he will make official visits to both this fall. Then you have Shamar Stewart, who is one of the premier edge defenders in the country in the class of 2022. He's out of Monsignor Pace down in Opelika, Florida, down in the south Florida area around Miami. Miami is, a, is a, of course, big in his recruitment as well. He's visited the, the Hurricanes many times down there. But recently, Texas A&M has really jumped into that recruitment. They were able to get him on campus in the last week of July. Georgia hosted him in June, and he made an uh, unofficial visit there. Um, that was a, it was what he called the best visit he's taken. Uh, people around him said it was the best visit he's taken as well. So, you know, we'll see how it happens. But Texas A&M definitely came up there and got in that same atmosphere and matched that that quality of visit for Shamar Stewart at the end. So Texas A&M Georgia, that's five of the, the nation's top prospects right there that both are in the thick four. So they're really going after each other when it comes to recruiting battles. Then one that I think is not maybe as pronounced, but I wanted to say this one's developing is Kentucky and Tennessee. Uh, Mark Stoops, you know, he's really mostly been recruiting the state of Kentucky, reaching into the Ohio, uh, southern southern Ohio right there, being able to get guys like that. Even about three or four years ago, went down to South Florida, brought a bunch of recruits in, didn't really like the experience he had with that. Some of those guys really burned the Kentucky program. But now the last two recruiting cycles in 2021, he goes and gets a very talented young man, dynamic player in Adrian Huey out of Tennessee. And even more impressively right now, he's been able to go into Spring Hill, Tennessee and get two very, very talented young men, brothers, in fact, in Keaton and Destin Wade. Keaton Wade is an outside linebacker prospect, could play uh, kind of a uh, outside linebacker safety type role, maybe six foot five, 
225. So Keaton Wade is definitely a player that, you know, the University of Tennessee would have loved to have kept in state there. And he's going to be playing for the Wildcats. And then you have Destin Wade, who is more in the athlete type role. We'll see if he plays uh, offense or defense to the next level. But, you know, six foot three, 205, two brothers that live in the heart of Tennessee, Spring Hill, Tennessee, right in the middle of Tennessee. And Kentucky is able to go in there. So that makes three in the last two recruiting cycles that Tennessee has lost out of their home state to the University of Kentucky. And with being on the northern border of Tennessee, if Kentucky's able to consistently start coming in and get some of the better prospects in Tennessee, especially two four-stars like Keaton Wade and Destin Wade, then that is a uh, problem for Josh Heupel that he does not need. You know, he's already having to compete against, thinking about competing against can, the Georgias and the Floridas of the world, Alabamas. You know, but if you're having to start worrying about Kentucky starting to come in and poach players, that is a problem for a Tennessee program that already has a lot of problems. Then I wanted to say Auburn and Arkansas. Uh, you know, there's a lot of interconnection between these programs right here, as you have Auburn, who, of course, used to be coached by Gus Malzahn, who got his start as a high school coach in the state of Arkansas. And a lot of ties in there. Auburn used to be able to get some talent from that area with Gus Malzahn's, uh, you know, influence, things like that. Gus Malzahn now is down at Central Florida and, you know, is already doing a great job for that program. I just a little sidebar here. I want to say a lot of people give Gus Malzahn a bad rap, but Gus Malzahn, uh, you know, maybe outthought himself sometimes when it came to uh, being a little bit too gadgety and play calling and things like that. But to be able to beat Alabama the number of times that Gus Malzahn did while he was there and to be able to put together some of the, the magic he did in that program, people need to realize what Brian Harson is walking into in the SEC West here. The SEC West and the Auburn job specifically, the SEC West, first of all, is the hardest division in all of football. I don't care if it's, college, NFL, whatever, the SEC West is an absolute gauntlet that will just eat you alive if you are not uh, 100% on your game during that year and you haven't been recruiting at a high level, things of that nature. And in order for, you know, Brian Harson and people like that, when you were having to recruit against the Alabamas, the LSUs, the Texas A&Ms of the world, as I mentioned earlier, how Texas A&M is just – really expanded their recruiting efforts, you know, now going toe-to-toe with Georgia with some players. And Georgia, nobody's recruited better than Georgia. Georgia's had three number one class in the last four years. Uh, Them and Alabama are always right there at the top. So when you have to do that at Auburn, that means you have to be able to win some talent uh, out of maybe the state of Arkansas, go out to the uh, state of Texas, hold some talent there in Alabama, uh, go over to Georgia and get a couple of prospects that maybe are, you know, borderline-ish takes for Georgia, things like that. But recently, Arkansas has went head-to-head with Auburn for four players in particular in this class that I wanted to mention. Rashad Dubinion, he's a four-star running back out of Ellenwood, Georgia. Uh, not someone that Georgia was, you know, interested in really right off the bat. But, you know, caught their interest early, but they didn't get too far down the road with that. But Arkansas, 
uh, Sam Pittman having his ties there in Georgia. You know, that's a type of player that Auburn really, you know, could could go out and and get a guy that maybe isn't a hundred percent the first priority for the University of Georgia, but he's right there, you know, in the neighboring state, and Auburn should have been right in the mix for. It. But Sam Pittman able to use his connections with his running back coach Jimmy Smith. Uh, who actually has connections back to Cedar Grove High School in Ellenwood, Georgia there. They're able to take Rashad DeBinion, four-star running back, out of out of Georgia and win that battle over Auburn. And you have Quincy McAdoo, who's a four-star athlete as well, had Auburn and Arkansas in his top groups. I mean, you're talking about any time you, uh, you finish in a, in a top five or so, with Auburn and, and Arkansas being right there together, it's it's a it means it's kind of a coin flip situation. And uh, Quincy McAdoo um, actually at one point was committed to Florida State, and then you know was considering different schools, Arkansas, Auburn, things like that. Again, Arkansas wins the battle, is able to hold Quincy McAdoo, who is a uh, wide receiver out of Claire, uh, Clarendon, Arkansas. And they're able to keep him in state, but just know that that uh, Auburn was, uh, you know, heavily uh, Auburn was per, pursuing a guy like Quincy McAdoo as well. Then you have Jalen Lewis, a three-star defensive back out of Brownsville, Tennessee, and this was a highly contested recruitment. Um, Lewis chose Arkansas over Auburn, Michigan State, Memphis schools like that. But specifically on Auburn, there's a quote over on hongbeat.com, which is the Rivals Arkansas affiliate, where it says, the coaching staff here is way different, talking about Arkansas. It says, Auburn's coaching staff, I like them, but the coaching staff here is way different. The vibe is different. They move different. They talk different. That's what I like about them. So the, the style of Sam Pittman and the coaches at Arkansas were able to win over Jalen Lewis in direct comparison to Auburn. You can see from that quote. And then you have Sam Pittman specialty offensive lineman and a big offensive tackle, Andrew Chambly, out of Maumel, Arkansas, right in the dead middle of Arkansas there. Andrew chose Arkansas uh, to stay at home over Arkansas once again, and Auburn was right there in the mix on this one as well. But Sam Pittman able to keep a talented offensive lineman, six foot six, 293 pounds at home. So that is big for the Razorbacks. And again, just shows that, that in these head-to-head battles, uh, Arkansas is winning right now over Auburn, and Auburn struggling with only 11 commitments in this class of 2022. And then lastly, the last battle I wanted to say that's kind of setting up the, the rivalry that is coming. This is not whole, uh, solely an SEC battle. But South Carolina and Georgia Tech, a cross-conference battle here, SEC, ACC, recruiting in the same footprint. You know, South Carolina always has to deal with Clemson, but Georgia Tech is someone who under Jeff Collins can be a threat to a more of a mid-tier SEC team like a South Carolina because they are, you know, in the state of Georgia and they now have a new 
offense. They're not running an antiquated, you know, triple option high school style offense with, you know, Paul Johnson, things like that. Jeff Collins is trying to bring that Georgia Tech program into the 21st century. And in doing so, he's having to recruit and he's doing a good job. He's having to recruit differently than Paul Johnson did, having to recruit, you know, bigger linemen, having to recruit skill players that can, you know, play in a more pro style to spread style system that Jeff Collins wants to play in. And Jeff Collins has done a tremendous job for Georgia Tech early on. I know the wins maybe aren't there, but Jeff Collins is was the right man for that turnaround there at Georgia Tech. And within a few years, I'm sure Jeff Collins will have things rolling there. But they were head-to-head so far in this class of 2022 for some high-profile prospects. And South Carolina has won a lot of those battles. And I wanted to mention some of those players so far, Georgia Tech and South Carolina, they were really head-to-head for players like Felix Hickson, an offensive lineman in this class that, that was highly coveted. He ends up going to South Carolina. Another offensive lineman, Kaysen Henry, out of Walton High School in Marietta, Georgia. So literally in the backyard of Georgia Tech. But South Carolina, after Georgia showed some interest in Kaysen Henry, brought him up there to camp, uh, you know, took him around a little bit, did the whole uh, unofficial visit deal. Um, Then South Carolina showed a lot of interest. He ends up getting an offer from the Gamecocks. Georgia Tech tries to get into the mix, but Kaysen Henry, who is a guy who grew a ton over the pandemic, I mean, he probably gained, you know, 30 pounds or so over the pandemic and and shot up up an an inch or so. But Kaysen Henry uh, plays out of a – 7A program there in the state of Georgia at Walton High School and South Carolina. Shane Beamer able to take him away from a Georgia Tech. Then you have Braden Davis, who is a quarterback from Rhode Island that Georgia also offered and was interested in at one point. They kind of fell off with him. And then you had Georgia Tech and South Carolina who really made his top group of schools, I think a top five or a top seven, and uh, both were you know, highly involved there. So South Carolina ends up getting a quarterback in Braden Davis, who is uh, just highly skilled and is going to be able to compete. You know, quarterback is a, a problem right now for South Carolina. It seems they've even had to bring uh, famously, it's been reported a lot now that they've had to bring a former graduate assistant and make him an active quarterback on the roster. So definitely the quarterback situation there at South Carolina could help out a lot. And then a prospect from Miami and Miami Central High School, Anthony Rose, uh, was considering both Georgia Tech and South Carolina. Uh, he was committed to South Carolina earlier, decommitted from South Carolina, and then rejoined the class. So Anthony Rose, uh, and that finishes off the kind of recruiting rivalries there with South Carolina, an SEC school against Georgia Tech, an ACC school. To end the show today, I wanted to talk about some top performers that are being recruited heavily by SEC schools. And we're going to start with a couple of 2024 performers. One is Sammy Brown, who is a linebacker that plays for Jefferson High School out of Jefferson, Georgia. Uh, not far, about, you know, probably 20 minutes uh, outside of Athens, where University of Georgia is located. And Sammy Brown is. Uh, approaching 6'3", getting close to 220 pounds, had 157 yards rushing at running back, 
Um, but like I said, he's going to play the linebacker at the next level. But on that, in that rushing, he just showed off his top end speed, just able to blow by guys with a uh, 81 yard touchdown run. So Sammy Brown is being recruited by Georgia. He's being recruited by Tennessee, being recruited by South Carolina. Uh, of course, Clemson's probably going to uh, jump in there and be a, a heavy, heavy, you know, priority for him going forward. But there's just lots of SEC schools that will be focusing on Sammy Brown. Next, I wanted to touch on another ball carrier. Someone had success carrying the ball, and that would be Stacy Gage out of IMG Academy, also a 2024 guy. He has offers from Auburn, from Florida, from Georgia. He has offers from Kentucky, LSU. So there's uh, Texas who will be coming into the SEC. So there's a lot of SEC buzz for Stacy Gage had a huge game to open up against American Heritage. Him and Katron Allen uh, really rushing the ball well for IMG to open up their season there. Also, Montgomery Bell Academy quarterback, class of 2023, Marcel Reed. Georgia, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Alabama, all interested in Marcel Reed. And the young man had accounted for five touchdowns in his opening game this week. And I believe it was 56 to, to uh, 20, 28 win, uh, something along those lines. Montgomery Bell Academy taking care of business there. Marcel Reed finishes with three rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. And truthfully, I believe for Tennessee and Georgia, Marcel Reed is of the, the highest priority. Of course, Vanderbilt as well. But um, with Georgia, I believe that, you know, it's arch kind of the everybody's in the arch main and sweepstakes. But if they don't win the arch main and uh, recruitment there, Marcel Reed is the next guy up for the University of Georgia. And then another player that I wanted to mention is Caleb Downs. He's a class of 2023 uh, safety defensive back can play in different spots can play the safety could play the nickel uh could probably even play corner if needed to be but he is uh physical he's able to come down and tackle well and he helped mill creek in 7a in georgia uh win in mercedes-benz stadium uh over parkview 43 to 10 he also had a touchdown catch on a nice little corner route in there in mercedes-benz so Caleb Downs is a name to know. Georgia, Alabama heavily involved there in terms of SEC. And then you're going to have people like uh, Ohio State, Notre Dame, North Carolina. His brother plays at North Carolina. So that would be, um, you know, something to watch for. But Georgia and Alabama both in on Caleb Downs. And those are our top performers for the week. So we've covered some of these recruitment battles that, that we have out there that are forming in the SEC mentioned Walter Nolan's top three of Tennessee, uh, A&M, and Georgia. have talked our top performers now. Also, want to keep everybody in mind that Luther Burden is decommitted from Oklahoma, a school coming into the SEC here in the next couple years. Who knows when that will actually happen. But Georgia and Missouri are kind of in line right now, fighting it out. Alabama could have an outside shot of trying to get up in there uh, in that recruitment as well. You never want to count out Nick Saban when it comes to a high impact, you know, receiver like a Luther Burden. He reminds me a lot of a young, you know, Des Bryant in his Oklahoma State, Dallas Cowboys days, both of them around that 6'2", 205 pound uh, mark, you know, back when uh, Des was a little bit uh, lighter than he is now. So that is, uh, that 
that's kind of a definitely a top receiver in the class of 2022 that everybody needs to keep an eye on in Georgia and Missouri right in the thick of that one. So hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure you subscribe, uh, rate, you know, leave us a review. We'd love to do that uh, if you would do that for us. And thank you for listening to Recruiting Every Second. I'm Blaine Gilmer, and I'll catch you next time. Presented by Bet Online. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.